It's an understatement to say that the war between Israel and Hamas has inflamed tensions here in America. Advocacy groups say reports of anti-Semitic, anti-Arab, and anti-Muslim hate crimes and bias incidents have surged since October 7th. For example, the founder of an Islamic society here in New York City says a small group of his members were attacked by a pro-Israel group in the days after the war started. At the time, he said the anxiety was worse than 9-11. And who can forget the horrific story out of Burlington, Vermont, where three Palestinian college students were shot as they walked down the street in November. The suspect has pleaded not guilty to attempted second-degree murder charges as investigators search for a motive. And for Jewish Americans, that fear and anxiety is manifesting in very real ways this Hanukkah. My children, when they go to school, they're told you know, they should have been gassed. And now they're also being told that they're baby killers and hospital bombers. Jews around the country have been telling CNN how they are celebrating differently this year. I have always put a menorah in the window. And for the first time this year, I'm not comfortable doing that. People might have issues with Jews. We are actually fearful to put our menorah in the window this year, so we will celebrate Hanukkah inside our house unbeknownst to neighbors. Now, some told us that they would still display their menorah, that it's more important than ever to continue those traditions. There's no doubt that it's an especially fraught time to be Jewish in America, especially if you're on a college campus. The backlash against three U.S. university presidents over their comments to Congress about anti-Semitism has now led to two resignations. This is a moral failure of Harvard's leadership and higher education leadership at the highest levels. Now that backlash is forcing some Jewish students, along with their parents, to rethink where they get their education. So the priority about the schools that we're looking at for my junior in high school is almost singularly about whether he will be safe on campus as a Jewish student. From CNN, this is Tug of War. I'm David Rind. Gabe Cohen covers education for CNN out of Washington, D.C. I caught up with him on Wednesday. Gabe, can you catch us up? What have we seen on college campuses over these last two months? Well, David, one of the big things that we have seen is a lot of protest. There have been pro-Palestinian rallies on campuses across the country. And we've also seen incidents that have gone viral of alleged anti-Semitic acts. At Cornell in October, we saw a Cornell junior get arrested and federally charged for making threats against uh, Jewish people. At Cooper Union in New York, students who felt unsafe, Jewish students, barricaded inside of a library uh, during a rally. And it has been a lot of these viral moments that have been consumed not just by students on these campuses, but by Jewish parents, families all over the country Mm. that is really impacting the way they see these universities. And some of these presidents from like the top, top universities in the country, right, were actually hauled in front of Congress to explain themselves as it relates to anti-Semitism. Like what happened there? 
Correct. That's when this conversation around anti-Semitism on college campuses really reached a new height. Last week, we saw the presidents of three of the top schools in the country, Harvard, the University of Pennsylvania, and MIT, testify in front of Congress. It lasted for hours, and yet there was a particular moment that went viral. At MIT, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate MIT's code of conduct or rules regarding bullying and harassment, yes or no? If targeted at individuals not making public statements. Yes or no? When Congresswoman Elise Stefanik uh, was questioning the three presidents, and she asked what many people interpreted as the biggest softball question of the hearing. I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? It is a context-dependent decision. Which is, does calling for the genocide of Jews on a college campus constitute harassment and violate the code of conduct of these schools? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. It is a context-dependent decision. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. And what we saw in the answers from these presidents was really sort of a calculated, more legal response saying that it really requires context, each individual incident. Mm. But the way that was interpreted by people who were consuming this three minute clip was that these presidents really were trying to dodge a question that for most people, the answer seems obvious. Yeah, it seems like an easy one. Right. And that's what you heard Elise Stefanik repeatedly saying, that this should be a softball question. This should be the easiest question to answer. And yet the answers seem to tiptoe around the issue and just not directly say we will not accept anti-Semitism, even though these presidents earlier in the hearing had said just that. This really was a monumental decision facing Harvard. They either had to accept Claudine Gay's apology or push out the first black president in Harvard's nearly 400 year history. So So after that hearing, we heard and saw a lot of pressure around the country uh, for these presidents to resign. Uh, And we actually saw Elizabeth McGill, the president of the University of Pennsylvania, resign over the weekend. Donors came out saying they would pull money if changes were not made. And certainly that political pressure trickles down to the families who are either involved on at the university, parents, uh, as well as students and parents who are looking to apply to these schools. We'll be right back. This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores? Sleep Number does that. Only Sleep Number smart beds let you each choose your ideal comfort and support. Your Sleep Number setting. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. All Sleep Number smart beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. Temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to Tug of War and my conversation with CNN's Gabe Cohen. How is this conversation about Jews feeling safe on campus playing out right now amongst Jewish American families, like parents or students? Having talked to more than a dozen Jewish parents and many of their kids who are applying to schools, who are upperclassmen in high school right now for this story, what I heard repeatedly is that the incidents they have seen on campuses across the country has really changed the equation. So the priority about the schools that we're looking at for my junior in high school is almost singularly about whether he will be safe on campus as a Jewish student. One of the parents I spoke with was a woman named Jennifer Schultz. She's a Jewish mother in Westchester, New York. In 2021, she watched her eldest son graduate from Cornell University. Her father had gone there decades earlier. She told me it was an extremely proud moment. She had always loved that school. Places like Cornell and Penn are off the list. Uh, Columbia is off the list. Harvard, Penn, NYU, all off the list. And yet in recent weeks, she has really soured on Cornell. And it started uh, with an incident in late October and early November. This Cornell Jr. was arrested after making threats against Jewish people on the campus. It caused a lot of fear and anxiety. There was a day of classes that was canceled as a result. What it's like for me as a mom to have to go through this school process and even have this conversation with my child around what campuses he may or may not be safe on is horrifying. One, she felt that that was an alarming incident to begin with and that it may speak to safety on the campus. But she also felt like the administration's response had fallen short of where she wanted it to be. Right now, when we have to pay back loans for my son who went to Cornell, it stings. Right now, when I know what I paid to Cornell, it stings. I would not feel comfortable sending my child and my money to certain schools right now. And so as a result, Jennifer told me her youngest son, who is now a junior in high school, will not be applying to Cornell. Oh, wow. They have taken it off their list, along with several other top tier schools, Penn, Columbia, NYU. And it's a sentiment that was shared by several of the parents I spoke with. And is this playing out the same way for students like our students reconsidering where they want to go? Yeah, look, I mean, ultimately, where a student goes to college is a conversation between them and their parents. There are also, though, plenty of students who have been very thoughtful about this, who are looking at the situation and saying that they don't want to be on a campus where they do not feel welcome. I originally planned to submit a binding early decision application mid-November. And given what was happening on the campuses, I decided that it probably wouldn't be wise to be legally bound to a school. So I didn't end up submitting that. I've a one in particular I spoke with, a high school senior in Atlanta named Anna, talked to me about her list, which has been changing rapidly since October 7th. So now all of my applications are due around January. I'm still not sure about certain colleges on my list, and I'm watching what's going on on campus and how the university officials are handling it. She's an extremely bright student. Her numbers, she says, should be able to get her into almost any school in the country. 
She had her sights set on some of the most elite colleges in the U.S., and yet she has crossed several of them off the list at this point. She's also demoted others further down her list. I would like to be safe on the campus because college is, it's not the real world. It's a tempered environment. And it's because of some of the protests, the videos that she has seen from campuses, the chants that she is hearing, chants of intifada or from the river to the sea, these controversial chants that have been argued by each side as to the true meaning of them and whether or not they actually are anti-Semitic. And as a Jewish student on campus, it's impossible to determine how many of the people chanting intifada are chanting intifada because someone told them to repeat it and how many people are chanting it as a call for violence against Jews. And because we're unable to make that distinction, you have to make a pretty terrifying assumption that they all mean what they're saying. But for her, as a 17-year-old young Jewish woman heading off to school, she says, look, I understand going to a college campus, I am going to be challenged by other perspectives, other views. But what I don't want is to have to be constantly resilient and worry about my safety. It's like regardless of the intent, it's just that feeling of, of not feeling safe. Yeah. And to give you a little perspective, I also spoke with a man named Christopher Rim. Every day we're getting new updates and changes and requests. I mean, the week following early decision, early action deadlines, the week before November 1st, we've had students completely revamp their entire application. So he's the founder and CEO of Command Education. It's a company that helps students apply to top tier colleges. They're based in New York and they work with a lot of students who are trying to get into these elite schools. And many of the families that they work with, he says, are Jewish. And what he told me is that he is seeing a trend that a lot of these Ivy League schools where we have seen alarming incidents are now being taken off people's lists. Again, how Um, common is this concern? How widespread among the clients you serve? Definitely. I would say that 80% of the Jewish students we're working with, especially from the tri-state area, have come to me and asked that they should revise their college list, or they told me that they wanted to make changes. And what he also told me was those families, he says, are now replacing those schools with other colleges, many of them further south, Hmm. like Emory, like Vanderbilt, Washington University in St. Louis, that these families think are going to be safer spaces for their Jewish students than the Ivy League schools in the Northeast. That's interesting. I guess I'm wondering, Gabe, what what are the people you spoke to? What might they say to the idea that, you know, pressuring these college presidents to resign or to just be more forceful in their statements doesn't really do anything to, you know, root out the very real hate that is present on campus and in our society, and not to mention the anti-Arab anti-Muslim bias that I think we hear a lot less about, but advocacy groups say is still happening in a big way. So what these families argue is that right now on these college campuses, there is an issue about leadership. There is an issue with the leadership that has allowed free speech to turn into hate speech. And they point to these incidents that we have seen at rallies, uh, whether it's speakers coming to campus, whether it's groups that have put out statements in support of Palestinians that these families believe tiptoe into the territory of being anti-Semitic. They believe this is a top-down issue and that a lot needs to change with the schools, but it really starts with changing leadership. 
it's got to be a place where he's safe. And that is a tragedy in America in 2023 that kids have to go looking at schools, not for what meet their academic needs, not for what they can be a part of as a culture at the school or what they can learn or what they how they can grow, but that they have to think about schools from a place of where they can be safe. I, I find it, it makes me angry. It's fear and anger combined. And I will say for these families, they're not alone. There is a lot of faculty on these campuses that have also come out in recent weeks and said there is anti-Semitism on our campus and it needs to be dealt with. And so the argument from these families is that pressure needs to be put on these administrators to come out more forcefully, supporting Jewish students and standing against anti-Semitism. And they felt that that moment on Capitol Hill was a reflection of this problem. It was not the problem itself. It really just showed an issue that they have believed was the case. And it just brought it front and center. Hmm. Gabe, thank you for the reporting. Really appreciate it. Thank you, David. Tug of War is a production of CNN Audio. This episode was produced by Anna Sterla and me, David Rind. Our senior producer is Haley Thomas, Dan DeZula is our technical director, and Steve Luktai is the executive producer of CNN Audio. We get support from Alex Manasseri, Robert Mathers, John Dionora, Lenny Steinhardt, Jameis Andres, Nicole Pesaru, and Lisa Namoro. Special thanks to Ross Levitt, Caroline Patterson, Krista Bowe, and Katie Hinman. We'll be back on Friday with another episode. Talk to you then. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.